IWFFA is for girls, juniors, women of all ages, teams and loose women, individual players. We welcome all levels of play, whether you're a novice or the best of the best. It's all about uniting under one umbrella female flag football all over the world. Women should rule their own sports, and we do. So join us today and experience the excitement. Female flag football at its best. So Maureen, what's your name? Maureen Travis. And we were talking, you're a loose woman. I am. <laughs> we got you yesterday, walking yes. the streets. Yes, ma'am. What made you decide to play this game? How old are you? I am 70. And what made you, I think you're the oldest player here. I think so, too. And um, what made you join this loose women's team? That coach who was really, really convincing on the street. She got both me and my friend. Was it the joke? No, it was not the joke. It was the fact that you said you don't have to win. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's the woman for me because I'm not that skilled, but I would love to play. And that's what you do. You make it okay to lose. And just let our listeners know, who is that woman you were talking about? Her? <laughs> oh, you mean... <laughs> Diane, 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 I'm sorry, I'm so, I'm, this is what happens to old people, you forget names, but yes, Maureen, Diane. I, Maureen, I'm sitting right in front of you, yeah. okay, thank God, thank God I'm sitting in front of you so, so you know who's talking to you, but, but that's nice to know because in women's sports, it's not always, women don't have to win, you have, yes, the intense athlete, but you have those who want to socialize and have fun, and Absolutely. so now that you walked on the field and you, you are the right receiver, and you play defense, middle linebacker. I'll sit up a little straighter. Yeah. yeah. How, how does it feel to be out there on the field? It it's, was so much fun. Yeah. And you coach so well. You break it down into terms that you can really understand, even if you're not a sports person. And it's it's you do a wonderful, but, wonderful but now job. it's not it's not just the coach. It's also the other players. Yes. Oh, and absolutely. the other players are really we melt together so well. And, uh, you, you know, when we're behind, you know, I've seen teams crumble once they go behind in the score, they fall apart. They lose it. They get mad at each other. Us, my God, we were we are laughing out there. We absolutely. Oh wow, we uh, we really had. And the teams we played against, even though some of them were a, a lot better athletes than I've ever thought about being, were very kind. It was really wonderful. So, what advice could you give um, another seventy-year-old woman if I approach her on the street and ask her to play on the loose women's team? Sign up. Sign up. Sign up. Nice. Absolutely. All right, Maureen. Good luck in your next game. Thank Woo! you. Yeah, okay. I'm here at the P-Town Classic with... Linda Farashidian. Linda, what team do you play for? Loose Women. Loose Women. What brought you to the Loose Women's team uh, I played before in Key West, decided okay. to come up here with my girlfriends and play again. Okay, so uh, how, what's happening here in P-Town now? You just played your first game. How'd it go? Uh, well, we lost. 
Okay. I think it was 34 to 6. I'm not really sure. Okay, so you got on the scoreboard. We got on the scoreboard, though. But it sounds like the defense may have to tweak it a little bit. Uh-oh. Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> so um, how does it feel to be uh, – have you been playing consistently since uh, – what year were you in Key, Key West? Oh, gosh. 2000 Ooh. through 2009. Yeah, okay. So this 10 is 2018. Years. Okay. Have you been playing since? Negative. Okay, so now you're back on the field. How does it back feel to be back on the field? Feels good it... to be back on the field. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, did you condition yourself? Did you do anything to get I ready? I train five days a week. Other than that, that's the only conditioning I do. Wonderful. So what do you predict for this uh, tournament so far? We got Rhode Island and Jersey out there. Well, since I live in New Jersey, I may have to go for New Jersey. Is that right? Yeah. Do you yep. think the loose women have a chance? Oh, yes, absolutely. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, thank you. Thanks Diane, so much. Diane, thank you. You're welcome. You got the money, so how do you feel? I feel good. How many how many boxes did you buy last night? Ten. Wait a minute. Ten. You won the wand and you got the boxes. Oh but my this God. is your like wand. And you were this is halftime. It's the final score. Wow. It's the final score, but so far, if they don't score anything, you go you go home with a hundred bucks. Awesome! Oh my God, that's right, lucky. Awesome! Thank you very much. All right, that's great. I'm, a, I'm gonna spend it somewhere in P Town. Very uh, good for our, for our sponsors mm -hmm. that help put this tournament. So on. you are uh, you're a fan. You're a one, I'm a one, super fan. Your wife is uh, a player, mm -hmm. and uh, what do you think about this tournament here in P Town? Oh, it's awesome. We love it. This is our favorite tournament to come to. Mm -hmm. so, what is it about P Town that you love so everything. much? Everything. 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 Yeah. Everything. The people are great. Yeah. The atmosphere is great. Mm -hmm. The boats are great. Yeah, we on a yeah. whale watch yesterday. Did the whale watch. We do, oh. Every time we come, we go. How about that re fantastic restaurant you ate at yesterday? Oh, my gosh. This, every restaurant we've been to has been fantastic. You are a gourmet chef. <laughs> and uh, that restaurant got you. It a, wowed me. Yeah. It wowed me. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks. Okay. So, we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Thank you. Keep me posted. That's thank fantastic. you, Kelly. So I'm here with a loose woman, Sarah. What's your name? Sarah Weiss. Okay, and where do you live? Um, I'm from Vermont originally, but living down in Woods Hole, so south on the Cape. Yeah, and you play in the Dennis League, I don't do, you? I do, yeah. Yeah, and you're the only one from Dennis here. I am. So you represent the whole league. I guess so. Sarah, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what, what is your profession? Yeah, so I am a marine biologist with NOAA down in Woods Hole. So I do whale acoustic research. A whale acoustic? Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I... Um, we have recorders out all along the east coast so they're called passive acoustic recorders um so they sit on the bottom of the ocean for anywhere from weeks to months to up to a year at a time 
Um, and so we then take those recorders back, listen to the sounds on them, and we're able to track species uh, migration and distribution all from the sounds that they make. Do you understand the whales? Do you know? Do you understand <laughs> their language? I am starting to more and more. Well, don't laugh. We had a woman in Key West. Her name was Chicken Lady, and she used to talk <laughs> to the chickens. I definitely talk to the whales every day. You do talk to the mm -hmm. whales. Uh, say something. <laughs> um, picture Dory from Finding Nemo. Yeah. And that's. Uh, that's what I'm working. I picture towards. Ellen DeGeneres when you do when you exactly. say that. <laughs> okay, that's sweet. Yeah. So, but um, uh, but the whales. What? Uh, why is it that they beach sometimes? Remember, we had a, a spurt of uh, whales beaching. Yeah. So we really don't know, and overall, why they strand. So a lot of whales that we're seeing. So in particular, up here, the North Atlantic right whale is a really critically endangered species. And last year alone, there were 17 or 18 deaths. Oh. And so that was all attributed primarily to um, being entangled in fishing line and fishing gear. Oh. And so they're not able to move often, they're not able to forage, they're not able to breathe, they're injured, you name it. But so these are big whales. Big whales, so but really thick line. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay, so... So entanglement and um, vessel strikes are oh, the other big ones that the a boat hits them the boat hits knocks them. them unconscious maybe perhaps or just uh, blunt force trauma or sometimes de depending on the boat propellers oh so injuries from that um so that's we see a lot of mortality because of entanglements and vessel strikes but other hypotheses for um stranding are potentially sonar the influence of sonar so it sort of mask the ability of for the whales to communicate uh -huh. um, with one another so they get confused they get lost end up beached and stranded um different things relating to climate change and sort of the changing waters and things like that have so they changed really have they changed yet have they changed their pattern yet <laughs> we're they finding they have been okay. the last couple of years because so, of the temperature um that's the hypothesis, so less directly from the temperature, but more so they're following the prey. So the prey is uh, more directly influenced by the temperature mm -hmm. is the thought. They go where the food and is. And so ideally they would go where the food is. Okay. But nothing's been proven yet. Are the, are the whales um, endangered? Yes. Most of the species up here around the Cape are, as well as numerous species around the world. So what can humans do to... Is there anything humans can do? Um... All of the, sort of the small things that help the environment as a whole will really help. So little things such as recycling, reducing their use of plastic, plastic mm. straws in particular. Plastic um, straws really are a, a danger. Yeah, maybe not directly to the whales, but to other marine species. So the overall health of the marine ecosystem. You know what we do? Uh, so Key West, I waitress, mm -hmm. and uh, we we only give straws to customers who request straws. That's, and Perfect. it's amazing, many people, hardly anybody asks for exactly. a straw. In California, they banned the straws. Mm -hmm. That's the, the way it needs to be. Yeah, those Californians are so progressive. Mm -hmm. And so now back on the field, how does it feel to be playing? Now, uh, the rules are slightly different it's, from Dennis. It's awesome. I have played rugby for the last 10, 11 years. Okay. So it's nice to sort of have more elements of rugby back to be able to actually be physical and make contact and really have to work hard to get where you want to be on the field. Right, so there is no contact in your Dennis League? There is not, you can't, not like here. Okay. So you can block, I think, with your hands down, or some something that's different from oh, here. So. Oh, 
but he has much so, less contact. So what does the blocking do for you? What makes it more exciting? Um, it's exciting because when my team is on offense, I'm not used to it, so it's been catching me off guard, so it's making me change my strategy as an offensive runner. Uh -huh. um, defense, it's allowing me to play a bigger role, even if I'm not at the site where the ball is being played. Right, you know, with that blocking, uh, everyone is involved in the play exactly. throughout, until the whistle blows. Exactly. And like when there's no blocking, if the ball's thrown on the right side of the field and you happen to be standing on the left side, okay, you're standing still. Mm -hmm. So, but... Um, it's nice because it helps reduce mm -hmm. sort of a superstar potential and it really makes the whole team have to work in order to achieve what they're after. So the loose team has had some good runs. They uh, first downs. They were close uh, several yeah. times for a for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. They were, they were. Um, it was uh, goal line. Uh, the next play would have been a, a touchdown, and then they just unfortunately uh, an interception. Yeah. What? Yeah. So it's just those uh, few simple, either luck or. Okay. I think a lot of. I think very much. We're we're close, and we definitely can do it. I think the other teams definitely have the advantage of playing, not only playing this before, but playing together before. Right. So they're, whereas we're sort of still not wanting to step on each other's toes and like tell people where to go, they're more of a cohesive, fluid group, this other team. Yeah. So they're able to sort of read things that we haven't yet experienced right. yet. And that uh, Jersey team, they filled up their roster. They're maxed out with 20 and they got Oh, coach wow. Yeah, and they got coaches on the sidelines. I know, they were chirping <clears throat> in my ear. That's interesting. I'm going to go speak to one of those players. They really focused on uh, building their team and they've been, they've succeeded. Mm -hmm. And they really are playing intense. But for the loose women's team, um, so what made you decide, uh, you brave woman, decide to uh, <laughs> join the loose? You, you were the only one. You... Yeah. We, I've been, last year was my first year out on the Cape, and so it was my first year playing in the Dennis League, and I absolutely fell in love with it and have been dying for the season to get started again. Mm. So we just started last week, but it was just, um, it was just a draft, so it was a practice, and mm -hmm. so it just kind of left me hungry for more mm. and in our league tomorrow it's also just a practice and oh. so I really wanted to get some okay. play time in okay. and whatnot yeah, so wonderful too excited excellent so listen thank you so much yeah, for sharing Sarah all right have fun out there good luck thank and, you uh, so much all right then she's just a girl and she's on fire have you registered for the next IWFFA tournament it's easy it's fun it's flag football. We welcome all ages and levels of team play, from highly competitive, competitive, social, beginners, juniors, and girls. We want to see you and your team on the field at the next IWFFA tournament. We offer tournaments throughout the year, around the world, and rank each team. At the end of each year, you can see how your team performed among other women's flag football teams around the world. Experience the excitement and play IWFFA, female flag football, from all over the world at its best. To find more information for the International Women's Flag Football Association, go to our website, iwffa.com. See us on YouTube, Facebook, or email iwffa at iwffa.com today to join. See you on the field.
Okay, so I'm talking with two veteran players. Here we are. Uh, these two adult women have uh, explained that they played flag football when they were younger. And I have... Emily. And Emily. We're both em Emily and Emily. That makes it easier for me to remember yes, your names. Okay, focus on Emily. So the boat, now I asked you. So when you, how old were you when you played flag football? We played probably from when we were 10 till 14. 15? 14 yeah, to 15. I was so we 15. Played. All right, what position? I was quarterback. And I was receiver. Okay, so Emily was quarterback and Emily was receiver. So now, and what did it do for you? Did it do anything in your lives, I ask? Yes, so uh, I feel that it helped us with structure in our lives and um, being committed to something and learning how to stay committed to something and having to practice something every day, day in and day out. And it was great. And definitely working like a team. Like my teammates were all still best friends. It's a bond that we'll have forever. Wow. So it definitely uh, brought me to my team. Well, that was wonderful. <laughs> and now you're thinking about not coaching a girls team. No. Can't go that far. Maybe I might be able to coach a girls team. I'll, I'll get in contact with could. you. Maybe a girls coach, and then uh, maybe, maybe maybe what? Maybe helping out at events, or maybe coming out to the games. Obviously, I would love. We're going to come support okay. the league for sure. Wonderful. But, yeah. yeah. All right. So that and that makes us happy. And yeah. thank you, Emily. And Emily, Absolutely. thank you. Thank you. Brenda, you are a loose woman. First competition, you're a brave woman. Tell us what, a little bit more about you. Well, I'm originally from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, uh, residing uh, Park Slope in Brooklyn. And I actually work as a professor, um, among other things. I also um, studied uh, psychology, so i like a psychologist as well. And my research is really working with women and girls. So this is why the organization sort of like um, resonates with me and it's like really exciting to be here and uh, be part of the, the team and play the uh, game and tournament and everything like that. So you mentioned a little bit about uh, this paper that you're researching about um, girls and women and I thought it was really interesting. Um, it started after I mentioned to you about um, uh, the IWFFA promotional tour this summer we went to India and a group of women from Afghanistan came, learned the sport, and now they're coaching the girls. And um, for us, the IWFFA, the significance is that it's going to truly develop the female style of play because there is absolutely no flag football in Afghanistan. Now, in your situation, get a little bit deeper. Well, I'm currently uh, 51, and... I actually got into sports like very early in my life. I used to play like football with my younger brothers and I was like a tomboy. So um, so I sort of played like enjoyed playing with the boys rather than play rope and play with the girls. So that's that's where I got into sports early. Um, now a little about my research. It's really on gender, uh, human development and culture. Um, and my focus is on women and girls um, in terms of trying to empower empower them to uh, take control of their lives and uh, make better decisions. So it's really focused on moral ethics and moral development. Um, there's I'm following the work of Carol Gilligan, Dr. Gilligan at NYU, 
and uh, she's followed the work from Lars Colbert out of Harvard uh, University uh, many, many years ago where she did her dissertation. Um, so it's really, really uh, focusing on gender issues in terms of how women think differently uh, than men. They have uh, very different mental mental modes in terms of men, team, men seem to think more in terms of uh, justice and power. Women tend to be more caring and nurturing in terms of how they think, in terms of how they carry out and make decisions. So is that uh, a weakness? What was uh, You were explaining about... Uh Something that uh, men tend, to, they have a tendency to do, the women have a tendency to do. Can you go into that a little bit more? Um, well, well, women women and men, um, of course, we know are the gender, di- gender difference. Um, but women are more concerned about why they make decisions. And, and when they make decisions, it's more based on uh, others caring and, and wanting to do for others, as many women tend to do. Um, they tend to take care of themselves less and take care of others around them. So that's part of uh, who they are. Um, and uh, as I said before, men tend to really focus on justice and power and getting things uh, done. So they're, they're totally two different ways of seeing things so you know it's interesting so i've been waitressing and um i made a distinction um last week i had a male female they were a couple and um taking the order for the food the table uh as soon as the male gave his order boom period that was it and then when she gave her order she was reconsidering what to order because she wanted to know if he wanted some of her mashed potatoes. Otherwise, she was going to get the French fries. And she stopped to ask him, you know, hon, would you, would you like me so that we could share it? And um, I think that's, that's part of the dynamics, right? In the, that's, that's a good example that you provided. Um, yeah, and, uh, talking more about uh, Carol Gilligan work, yeah, she, she made this differentiation many, many years ago when she, uh, uh, like in the 70s. So now what are the ramifications in our, in any society? How, how does that manifest or the, the development of a society when you have these uh, two genders operating the way they do? Well, that's that's an interesting uh, question that you pose because we actually see we seeing we're seeing it play out now, where men are actually more aggressive in terms of not all men, but the majority of uh, men are uh, stand out to take power, and sometimes that power can sort of uh, translate into a sort of aggressiveness uh, in terms of how women how they perceive and interact with women. Uh, we see the Me Too the Me Too involvement ev- uh, of uh, women stepping out and saying that they feel like they're being disrespected, uh, they're not being heard, they're being um, uh, abused, sexually abused uh, uh, in terms of their work environment and things like that. Um, So when women tend to have this sort of mental mode in terms of caring and making decisions based on how others feel and being considerate, as you pointed out, I think the ramifications could, could possibly mean that if men don't learn to be more sensitive uh, towards how they relate to women, we can have bad, bad, they make bad decisions in terms of how we interact with one another. And it's a communication thing as well, because um, women, majority of women tend to uh, 
have this way of feeling and thinking um, than men. So, Well, <clears throat> I lived in Norway for some years, and um, over there, the men are... Uh, when a woman has a baby, she's allowed. To, she she's given a year off work or three. She gets a full pay or part pay, um, but she take, stays home and takes care of the baby. The father, he also whether he's married uh, to the woman or not, boyfriend or a one night stand, he gets three months off work to take care of the infant, the baby, and. Um, I know, I spoke with a man who had two two sons. One, he went to work. They didn't have this opportunity for the fathers. And then his second son, he had the opportunity. And he told me that he became a gentler, softer man because he stayed at home and took care of the baby just for three months. And that, you know, that warm uh, compassion came out. And, um, ah, yeah, of course, you know. So I think, too... You know, it's um, men are put in these roles automatically. You know, like something is heavy at the work job. Well, pick a man. Oh, you're strong. So we put him to the task, you know. I mean, it goes both ways. It's not um, It's not uh, a one-way street where the women um, suffer because of this differentiation. But I think in the workplace and career advancement, it has an effect on women. Would you agree or disagree? I, I, I would, and um, <coughs> that's an interesting perspective. Where you are, you actually mentioned like uh, in Norway, because the educational system is different and the yeah. social cultural environment. Because I mentioned before, uh, part of what I do my research uh, is based in culture, and and when you compare American culture versus uh, maybe uh, European culture. Y- you have a different health care system. Everyone knows that. And um, oh. it's very true that, yeah, they, the women are giving time off to sort of bond with the child. And we know from research, we call it the attachment theory. Mm-hmm. The child has to bond with the, the, the mother from the period, I believe, from zero to two. Mm-hmm. And if there's no bonding between that child, we know from Erickson theory, the development stage, that the child will have an un- unstable oh. life. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's interesting uh, uh, research um, that points to this. And then we we have a uh, in society we have like people conditioned. We have girls that are conditioned uh, very young to play with dolls, right. to be pretty, and right. and, and not do such uh, uh, on uh, what society deems as uh, male role uh, things to do. And men are uh, boys are raised to sort of like not cry, not be sensitive. So. This is um, this is not surprising that the men tend to be that way in terms of having a little more form of aggressiveness or mm. being less sensitive because they're conditioned to not cry and 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 say well women only cry. Mm. So, so, but I want to bring it back to <clears throat> to a question here. What we've done uh, for the Afghanistan women, we had have taught a group of women how to play, now they are coaching girls, okay? And what do you think that's going to do? How do you think that's going to affect these women? It, first first, and, and foremost, it, it's going to build a, simple, a sense of self-esteem because um, we know within like certain Eastern cultures, women are not allowed to express themselves in certain uh, forums. Um, there are sometimes in roles with the uh, men in the family they're supposed to stay home and, and cook and uh, 
raise the children and not they're not sadly so somewhat lose their voice in terms of being able to speak out and be do what they want so they're sort of like um set in this position so giving them the opportunity to sort of participate and 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 help other young girls learn to sort of be active and uh, hopefully to empower them so they can grow up to be stronger women and have a sense of independence Mm. versus being dependent. Yeah, because we're women. We grew up in the 60s, the 70s, and I remember women's rights. I couldn't be a sanitation worker until the late 70s. That was a big thing because those were the best jobs, union jobs, police, fire, uh, sanitation, just, you know, all these male-oriented jobs. And and then um, so those jobs were an economic force, you know, money is power. And um, a lot for all those years, women, you know, school teachers, nurses, you know, were not the high-paying jobs. And so... um, Mm -hmm. Okay, so anything you want to bring, uh, mention something else about the psychological level? Uh, then I'm going to bring it back to you being a loose woman. Well, well, I must say that, um, again, to go back to self-esteem and, and, and empowering women, um, it's it's my mission. I, I, I taught as a professor for many years. And you also have this thing where women are not supposed to be intelligent uh, in terms of mathematics. And we have this STEM programs that's coming out like engineering and science, pushing women to uh, move in these fields that were predominantly uh, controlled by men. So, um, so I'm glad that uh, we're going to have that opportunity uh, to do that as we move in the twenty, move forth in the 21st century, where women can actually do the same jobs men can do. Um, again, if just given opportunity. So, the the, the organization opens and, and provides uh, a forum for women to sort of become active and, and, and empower themselves in terms of uh, going into the going into 21st century uh, global society as women. So, hmm. I actually think it's a good thing in the workforce to have a combination of men and women <clears throat> because then you have more variety, you have uh, different thinking skills, and um, but... I do understand that the women think much more about other people than themselves, and perhaps that's one reason why <clears throat> to get ahead and advance and be aggressive and assertive, and um, the women have to work harder because um, it's not in our nature and it's not the way we were raised, and we have to be reminded that we are human beings and to get out of these uh, stigmas that society sets on us. All right, so now you're in P-Town. Here we are, and um, tonight is a registration. Tomorrow is your first competition, and three games, baby, in one day. All right, what are you thinking in your head right now? Forget about that psychological stuff. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking, uh, well, first of all, I'm thinking of winning. Really? Yeah. Oh my God! I'm, I'm, I'm competitive. <laughs> I'm very competitive, so I'm I'm hoping <laughs> hoping our team wins. Um, but again, being very uh, conscientious of uh, the other team, and and we we play and be fair and and, and to one another and uh, hmm. respect each other on the field. So yeah. Now, P Town's a great tournament because the teams that compete, uh, Northeast teams and. The camaraderie is really phenomenal, and 
<clears throat> P-Town is a beautiful place, and the weather is absolutely gorgeous. You know, the small town uh, mentality, all the um, stores, restaurants are very friendly. We have great sponsors, and I tell you, it's 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 one of my favorite tournaments here in P-Town. So are you um, you're not nervous then? You're just thinking about winning. I'm not really <clears throat> nervous, but I, I'm, I'm already setting my mind to sort of like win and uh, be very careful not to sort of uh, fall or hurt myself. Anymore. What brought you out here? It's a, this is a challenge for you. What brought you here? Um, well, I thought, well, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of research and uh, I'm starting to want to get involved in more activity and, and far as health-wise to be more active, like exercise. So that was one of the reasons as well. Okay, excellent. So listen, good luck tomorrow. We're playing together. I'm a loose woman too. Once a loose woman, always a loose woman. And Brenda, thank you so much for sharing with us and um, uh, letting us think on a different level. Appreciate it. Good luck with your research and good luck tomorrow. Great. Thank you so much. And we're back. We are with now Chris Brown, loose woman. Uh, what did you think about um, uh, the interviews we've had of the other loose women on the show tonight? Uh, I thought the interviews were great. Um, these women, they sound so excited. You can hear it in their voices that they're just, you know, excited to be there and playing um, whether they've trained or they haven't trained, it's just the experience and the camaraderie that they're there for. Um, they seem to enjoy, like, the format and uh, speaking and getting to know each other and playing the playing the game of football, just around the game of football. So it sounded like, you know, I heard a little bit of competition there, but, you know, it was good, good clean competition. Um between some of the ladies, they want to win. You know, some of them want to win. But what was good is the the lady who said, you know, you got me in by saying I didn't even have to win. You know, the pressure was off. So, um, you know, I want to just come and have fun. So I thought that that was really exciting for, for uh, yeah. uh, the tournament. You know, I thought uh, uh, the university professor Brenda, she had um, she never played before. She came to the tournament uh, for the exercise, and she wanted to win. And there you have on the field a whole mix of women on the loose women's team. And uh, I just want to clarify for our listeners that the loose women's team is um, individual players, loose players who don't have their own team. We invite them all to compete in our tournaments. And lots of great things happen with the loose women's team. Uh, Maureen had said it, she didn't have, she didn't want to win, or she didn't want that uh, that stress. And but yeah, <laughs> we all play together as a team. So, Chris, do you realize the impact on the uh, Afghanistan uh, women going back to Afghanistan and coaching these girls? Oh, that, I mean, them joining the IWFFA is just uh, unexplainable because um, them going back to the country and just 
making sure that that they pass on that flag football experience to the other ladies and this is a this is a sport it's their sport there you know they're the the first and they um you know the females get to play and there's no issues with them it's it's just awesome that um IWSSA can make that kind of impact around the world i wanted to speak with you uh chris about your experience as a loose woman, you know, definitely um, there must be have been moments on that field for you on the loose women's team where it really was hard. Am I right? Or has it all been it's hard? I mean, I, I found it not to. I found you know um, playing on the um, loose women's team. Um, I just I just found it to be refreshing. I mean, as you know, I came from the Norristown League, and it's a little. Um, almost semi semi tackle flag football, and so um, I was already on a team. I played on the on the league for a couple for a few years, and then when I found you, we played some some travel uh, in the IWFSA. And then when the teams um, weren't able to come, I came as a loose woman because I really had the desire to play, you know, flag football. It was about you know, flag football and meeting other women. And then if you have all these unattached or loose women come together, you have the drive, you know, you like you mesh together really quickly. You know, if you're on a league and you're on a team, it takes a while. You're at practice, you learn and stuff. But when you're a loose woman, you have to hit the ground running. And everybody, you know, it's like we're a team. We just made it. We just made our team together, and we're going to have each other's back, and we're going to try to win because we you're the underdog. You're, you don't expect us to win, but we're going to surprise you, you know, because we're going to band together and we're going to show you our heart, and then and then we got to just execute everything we do. And we're so open, like listening, you know, to each other. Like, what do you? What should you do? Oh, what's happening over there on, on that play? And it's more of a communication going back and forth. And um, a lot of times, it's not as much, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shine. I want to take. Um, you know, I want to take this team to the top by myself and having a bunch of individuals. Now, while we're, we're individuals, you come together so quickly as a team, and you don't have that ego because everyone is either, you know, learning or they're wanting to gel together to win. Um, haven't yeah. had really a lot, lot of bad experience with it other than, you know, being on a, on a team, everybody may not be um, – in the best physical shape, but, you know, just them wanting to get out there and play and laugh. I mean, there's always something that they can contribute to um, the loose woman team, which makes it, you know, a great a great um, opportunity to play. Some of the loose women, uh, they sign on because they know they want to play in the tournament and they don't have a team. Some women sign on because they've never played the sport and they want to give it a, uh, give it a go. And some women, you know, like Maureen and, and her friend, uh, we got them the night before, you know. <laughs> we go out on a quest the night before if we're, look, if we're short players and uh, just pick up these women. And um, it is hysterical. It's, uh, but it shows me how open-minded they are that they're willing to to come on the field, you know. I And Maureen... Was a seventy year is a seventy year old woman, you know, 
to. And that's um, awesome because it doesn't matter, like, um, you know, your age. As long as you want to get out there and enjoy the game and have fun. And each one of these ladies, they contribute to the team in so many different ways. Like, uh, you just heard from Brenda who who has, like, a background, I think, in psych- psychology or um, yeah, psychology. studies cult- culture and things like that. We played on some teams um, in some tournaments where there was professors. Everyone has, you know, doctorates. We just got through hearing from um, marine biologists. I mean, there's so much that comes together on the field and in the tournament. And then even on just the loose women team, um, you can get such a variety of people from different walks of life, from different um, backgrounds. Um, just like you said, you know, converging on Key West and in this tournament is going to have a lot of in, international flavors. And last year, um, last year in Key West, I played against the Egyptians. Um, I was a loose women, but it was just, you know, I had so much pride in playing with them. So it was just awesome to watch them. And then if there was an injury, they kneeled down. But um, I know in P-Town you played on the loose women team. How was your experience? It was Great. I don't, you know, as an organizer, I really don't want to play. I want to organize the event, but I was the eighth player, so I had, uh, I always bring my cleats just in case. And, uh, <laughs> just in case, good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, the women were really lovely, lots of fun. Um, I really, 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 so I, I didn't want to play, but there I was. I'm on the field, and, um, you know, I'm 59, and, um, by the way, Maureen just raised the bar for me now. I thought maybe right. Maybe, right. Maybe, 60, maybe, 62, <laughs> maybe I could go as high as 62, but if Maureen can play nope. at 70, uh, so can I. And um, I really, really um, enjoyed myself, and um, two games. Were, so we played four games, the loose women's team. That game that Maureen talked about where we scored one touchdown, that was great. But the end of the tournament for the loose women, we got knocked out um, the last game. Uh, it was one wow. minute left, and um, uh, we lost the game. But we, Maureen had caught two complete passes, and then after then, uh, we had one minute left. No, that was in the minute. And then a pass to Teresa, Miss Ireland. And then uh, our extra point conversion. It was in the corner of the end zone. Uh, as soon as the ball was thrown, you know, time ended for the game. And uh, Michelle had caught the ball. And that was for me, that was a oh, great feeling. You know, I just <laughs> it didn't it didn't matter what the score was, but right. we did score that touchdown. And anyway, so you know the the loose women's team, Chris. Um, there have been many times where they've gone on to uh, the loose women go back home. They really had a great time, and they start their own team or they start their own league. You know, the Houston Women's Flag like Football League. Uh, right. when it, when it, when it was, um, uh, Chris Anderson had, um, started that league. She was a loose woman and then, uh, a league, Michigan league. And, um, so I think that all the sports, every sport should have a, a loose woman's team. And then also to knock out that, mm-hmm. uh, negative connotation, 
you know, uh, a loose woman is uh, uh, someone undesirable. You know, society has uh, looked down on, uh, quote, loose women, unquote. But, you know, we changed that terminology because, you know, for a woman to uh, join the tournament the night before, meet the rest of her team, decide what positions they're going to play, compromise, uh, learn from the other women. I mean, it really uh, it takes a gutsy woman. So a loose woman, in my eyes and for our organization, is really a, a very brave, brave woman. And um, once a loose woman, always a loose woman. So anyway... <laughs> Well, I would just like to add, if you, you know, you're out there and you're listening and you, you see our tournament schedule, um, just come jump in there. You know, become a loose woman and play on on on, in, on the team. We usually have all the, the loose women and you you just come register and, and you can join in on the excitement and that you hear these women on the, um, these women talk about. And you can just get your own experience and your own memories and bring your friends. I mean, it's a good, you know, trip. We we have our tournaments in great locations. And then, you know, it's something that you can just um, join in and meet lots of people and meet other women that are playing flag football. Very, very, very well said. That was wonderful. So having said that, thank you, Chris. Uh, our next tournament coming up will be in Guatemala City, Guatemala, November 2nd to the 3rd. So if anyone is interested to play in that Guatemala tournament, just email our office, and it's the email is easy, iwfsa at iwfsa.com. That's going to be the last tournament uh, of our circuit of tournaments for 2018. And after that competition, we will rank all of the teams who've competed in all of our tournaments. And also um, some information for our listeners is that, you know, we've also uh, signed up uh, other teams who play with different rules, seven-on-seven, five-on-five, and we're going to rank those teams also under the IWFSA for 2018. So it's interesting to see how you're – team uh, pits against national teams and international teams. And then we have uh, the beginning of the year, January, last week, January 22nd to the 29th is the 28th Kelly McGillis Classic. And I think, I don't know if I've said uh, all the international teams that are going to be competing already. We know we know early on uh, international teams that are going to compete in that tournament because they have to make better preparations, you know, they have to be more organized. And isn't that interesting? Our local teams uh, tend to be unorganized compared to the travel teams who come back from so far away. They are the most organized, organized, and um, that's the difference. But then um, the week-long event is the 22nd to the 29th. For games only, if you want to just come to compete in the tournament, guaranteed four games minimum, uh, it's going to be January 24th to the 28th. And then we have, on the 28th, we have our second annual International Women's Flag Football Conference. And, Chris, you were there. Uh, you had monitored conference the first year, last year. If there's any woman out there who'd like to be secretary to the IWFSA or help with the um, edit some of our stories, you know, the Forward Pass magazine's coming out soon. 
and we could use an editor. Um, if you have a story you'd like to share, your own flag football story, uh, send it to us. We'll include you in the next issue of the Forward Pass magazine. I want to thank you, Chris Brown, and I want to thank all the other women uh, for sharing their stories with us. Uh, we had interviewed, it was Sarah Weiss, Maureen Travis, Linda Fine, Fine Gold. Uh, it was Linda Farishitian and uh, Emily and Emily and um, Kelly and Brenda Jenkins and Chris Brown. I'm Diane Barrelton. And so thanks, everybody, for listening to our On the Air with the IWFSA. We'll be back next month, every third Thursday. If you'd like to send us a uh, topic uh, for discussion, please just email us. Our website is IWFSA.com. Our email, once again, is IWFSA at IWFSA.com. I want to thank DJ Coletti for producing the show. And we will see you next month. Take care, everyone. The International Women's Flag Football Association is a union of female flag football players around the world and offers clinics to teach females how to play, officiate, and coach flag football. The IWFFA has traveled throughout the USA, Scandinavia, Europe, Central America, and North America since 1995, starting new teams, leagues, and we can travel to your country and city. Our flag football clinics are instructed by women who can help you start your own team or league for women or girls. IWFFA flag football clinics are free to members and we will travel to anywhere around the world. Women supporting one another and taking charge of our own sport. So join today and be a leader for women's and girls flag football. Women should rule their own sport. Email at IWFFA at IWFFA.com.